Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Help me. Let's look her over. See if there are any markings, anything revealing before I go and cut her open. They're all forensics to assist uh, Dr. Florence in studying the body. Well, let's start with searches, I guess. You all have pretty high searches, all this kind of, they're not under, like, super pressure right now. No, like, it is, the most suspicious thing is just kind of once overing this poor woman and kind of, like, getting under her clothing just to kind of look for stuff is, there's no markings. It's just, as you're kind of adding them up as you're going around, like, easily a hundred kind of varying depth, long slashes. Again, like, it's always slashes, no stabs, no, nothing else. It's always kind of, like, as long as possible, it almost looks like you can kind of using the medicine background, some forensics, it looks, you can kind of see where like it goes in and then kind of slowly, it's almost like you have to get almost like a full arm swing of some kind and you can kind of see the movement of the knife in the cuts as they kind of differ in shape and kind of depth throughout their length. But there's splatters on the wall. Yeah, you would know those were cast off. Does she have anything under her fingernails? Like skin? Like she was fighting yeah, back? Nothing. Does it look like she was fighting back? There's defensive wounds, like she kind of tried to block because like her arms were showing all the marks of defensive wounds and stuff like that, but as best you can tell, she did not get any hits in. Look, I don't know what we'd gain for cutting her open, but I can do it. What do you guys think? I don't think we'd gain anything either. And to be honest with you, it's just going to make us look suspicious at this point. Yeah, with gloves on, I mean, Florence is going to like feel around her abdomen and just kind of like the regular places around the body and see if like anything... Other than, you know, the multiple sta- uh, slash wounds, anything that, like, feels out of place is, like... Nah, and I guess, like, as you're doing that, too, I'm assuming you guys are kind of trying to confirm whether or not this is the same thing as Chicago, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so remember, there's a mark on the back of the neck where it goes in. That would, in theory, be hypothetically. Is there a mark on the back of the neck? There is not. I want to run an occult check to see if there's anything kind of... S- I would imagine... um where starter's uh, history with T-Cell, he's bound to have run into some warlocks or some shit like that. Yeah, no, um, what's your occult at again? My occult's at 44%. Uh, give me a roll. Success at 34. This kind of combined with their forensics, like, maybe this is an occult thing, but not one you've come across ever. Like, this is, this is a good old-fashioned, just excessive murder, if that makes any sense. Like, you're looking at this thing in context, you're looking at the slashes, you're looking at the cast-offs on the wall, like, your guess would be that, like, whoever this person was, they were making 
the attacks were these kind of long, very long. Not like they weren't using a sword or anything like that, but kind of they used their full arm, like almost like they were dancing while making these slashes or something. Like it's the cast off is like the blade continued after left the body, kind of throwing it all over the place. Like there's an artistic expression in this, maybe not like artistic in a like they were painting type of sense, but there's what's the right phrase for it? A movement to the entire set of both the wounds and the cast off that kind of in a weirdly specific picture. Whoever did this was enjoying themselves. There's intention behind each and every one of these splatters. It looks like I've experienced my fair share of wizards before, or excuse me, warlocks before. I don't know if there's any kind of like magic or anything unnatural behind this specific thing, but I can check. I mean, Florence will take off her glove. Does the body react in any way to her tattoo? Nah, not even remotely. And I guess now that you're all kind of looking at this from a okay, it's not the bug standpoint. The thing that strikes out at you the most is just like the word artistry kind of leaps out in a very awkward way. Like it's not about kind of the after effect. It was about kind of the doing of if that made any sense. Are there any like faint bloody footprints prints in this hall or anything like that? Yeah. Firestarter mm. pulls out his phone and starts running through Sabrina's social media. Just kind of if she has somebody that's like specifically like I guess you can't really find a stalker as from an from the outside point, but what what was the dossier? I'm trying to get a sense of her? Yes. Was she the one with the boyfriend? I can't remember. There's so many of those undergrads. Looking through social media, she's just a really hardworking grad student. You're told by a couple of people that she is the head of the class, if you will. She's the head of the grad students. She's very well respected and stuff like that. Like she's going places again. Like all this lines up with what Eggs said as well. And yeah, her, her social media kind of reflects that. Like it's it's pictures of hers at conferences and at dig sites and kind of stuff she's worked on. The occasional photo of her family or something like that, or some friends. Most recent photos that she yeah, she was indeed at some point this evening out with what appears to be, you'd guess, her family based on kind of the tags and stuff below it normal hard-working archaeologist is there a phone on her body yep can i get into it yeah if not her thumb is right there if you want to use the thumb yeah. to get into it does she have any texts exchanged with somebody recently yeah a few who is it uh, mostly they kind of seem to be to her mom her dad kind of thing making plans this evening but there are a couple texts too one is to um, Veronica Chase asking if she's seen, I guess, her, like her backpack or something. And the response is, no, I haven't, but you probably left it in your lab. And another one was with a Victor Yu, who's kind of confirming, yeah, I found your bag in her lab. And she mentioned she's going to come back and grab it. I'm going to uh, radio buddy and ask which room was uh, her lab. Eggs picks up and he's like, um... Uh, yeah, so the hallway you're in, if you go down six doors, it's the one on the left. Uh, it's it's right next to Victor's lab. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Victor, I guess, is uh, he's been here the second longest after her. I think he talked to his girlfriend earlier. Uh, that's um, Christina's uh, boyfriend. Keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't leave. Can do. Uh, kind of hear a kind of pause. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going over some of the security footage right now, and that entire hallway goes dead so anyone that's on that hallway right now i can't confirm where they are but i can kind of say that uh brian saeed and veronica were all in their labs or kind of accounted for when this all went down i got them on camera right now can't account for 
Christina or Victor, though. Christina's just out of her lab, and oh, Victor's on that hallway. When the camera's cut out, he's in his lab, and then he's back in his lab type of thing. It doesn't look like he left it all, but just letting you know. All right. Give us posted. Ed, safe to call the cops yet? No. Uh, give all us, right. like, another five minutes. Maybe maybe a little longer. All right. Let me know. John, you have a little bit more of a military expertise. Do you see any kind of, like, vantage points or anything kind of that would set somebody up for kind of this situation? Can I roll for that? I guess, um... Well, he's asking about, like, any layouts where somebody would have, like, vantage points or things like that. It's a straight hallway, so the answer is, yeah, the entirety of the straight hallway. Like, ducking out of any of these doors, as long as the door opens the right direction, would give you a pretty good vantage point, hypothetically. But mm-hmm. I guess that's why I'm asking, like, what are you trying to get at specifically? Are you trying to look for, like, a place you could hide effectively? Because, again, straight hallway, not a lot of hiding options. Unless they're capable of, like, teleporting into the vents, which there's no signs of that happening or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, then I will. So then I'll, the search I'll do, obviously, would look into the hallway because you said there are there cameras in the hallway, you said, right? Yep. Yeah. And they kind of they went on the fritz. Yep. Is there any damage actually done to the cameras? Or when you say on the fritz, is it like the feed went bad? The feed went bad. Okay. And I guess I will give you that because you asked, like confirming when you get up close to one of these cameras. The camera seems to be functioning fine. Like even like Benedict kind of moves the camera to look at you real quick to acknowledge it's moving and then moves it back to its normal spot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. mechanically it's fine. Like what happened before when the mask went missing, the recordings themselves went bad. Okay. Hmm. Or at least do you know what can cause cameras to go bad without any kind of like high, high tech? Yeah, we know plenty. I mean, we've cut camera feeds before. So what would be a method that a college student might be able to have access to? Unnatural. Hmm. Well, if it's spooky stuff, then really it could be anything. You could, I believe, actually, Charlie, question, and because you always know all this crazy shit. Laser pens. If I were to aim a laser pen at a camera, would it mess with it? Yes, especially if it's a cheap enough camera, it's a high enough power laser pointer. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So uh, I'll look over and say. Yeah, sorry. I, it wouldn't do what this is happening. This is kind of like the goes okay. to static and the signal goes bad. That would just kind of like it'd be a light source on the camera you could do the same thing with like really powerful high lumen flashlights and stuff like that it would just kind of blasts out the optics of it yeah look i've i've seen this happen before i mean the only other time i saw it happen she kind of like leans in and whispers was with near but however you say his fucking name well considering that a this all feels like a trap and still feels like a trap b you have experience with him before I think we have our explanation, and it's not exactly something that any of my military expertise would be able to answer properly. We need to get into Victor's office and look around. He was the last person to have communications on her phone, the deceased. And we know that he beats his girlfriend, so, or we can assume. I mean, he has violent tendencies. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. Violent tendencies, you would see that in, like, a crime scene. These don't look aggressive or angry like all the cuts and the way the blood is splattered around here it looks and again for lack of a better word artistic almost like deliberate like they're conducting a song or an orchestra or something this isn't this isn't rage the only two suspects we have is christina and victor and i don't think it's christina what about the uh professor she's not even in the building right now is she Mm. i think she left already allegedly yeah, um, ask Eggs if uh, the professor's still in the building. 
irresponsible. Yeah, no, she went home for the night. She's, as I can tell, she never came back, but also cameras went bad for a chunk of time. Like, maybe it's her, but I'm not seeing her anywhere. Not that she didn't swipe in or anything. You see if her car's in the parking lot? That pauses for a sec. Uh, yeah, no, nothing there. All right, let's go check out Victor's office and um, Sabrina's. What you going to first? Victor's? All right. You locate it, you open the door, and you're greeted by a kind of six foot two Asian man kind of working away on top of something on a table. Here's you come in, kind of turns his head slightly to see you, kind of like nods and kind of like gestures he's still working on something. He's finished up with something, I puts it down and then turns. I- I'm sorry, c- can I help you? I'm not sure who, who you are, I guess. Uh, I've extends a hand up. Uh, Victor, you, a uh, grad student here. He doesn't look like he's been doing physical activity recently or have any blood no. on him. Uh, seems calm and collective, but also looking at him, you notice the same kind of rash facial discoloration on his face that Christina had. We're, I'm not sure what to say here, guys. I'm kind of surprised he's in his office. Hi, we're uh, insurance auditors. We're here to kind of investigate, investigate, talk about whatever. We're here to find out more about like this missing mask sort of situation and whatnot. Oh yeah, the one that went missing. The we all thought it was a fake or something, but we went through like a, yeah, the carbon dating was correct for it, I guess, and all that stuff. But yeah, I what's you talked to so far? Because I'm sure everyone else would have told you that mask is kind of old, but kind of junk. Its only significance is that it was old and kind of vague. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what everyone's been saying, especially that one girl. What's her name? Probably Veronica. She fucking hated that thing. Though we wanted to work on the Greek architectures or the Greek stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, she spent days cursing that thing. It was a giant waste of her time processing through that box. Uh, I, I get it. I got stuck processing that box too. But we do what the boss says. Uh, she tells us to do something and we work through it. And he shrugs at this. Grad students don't get to pick our projects yet. What are you working on, by the way? Kind of like steps back a sec. It's like, oh, I recovered some bones from a site. I'm kind of going through and cleaning them right now. We're trying to pull any maybe useful sediment or kind of particulates out of it to give us a better sense of what was happening at the time. I have gestures at them. They do appear to be kind of human or bone remains, partially a rib cage and some skull stuff. And it's not a great set of remains. He's like, it's not a well-preserved set of remains by any measure, but it's enough that we can kind of get some idea of what may have been going on at the time. It's part of a whole dig that got sent to us a couple months back. We've been slowly working our way through it. And we've had time. Mostly it's processing and piecing stuff back together and, yeah, it's slow, but important work, painting the larger picture, I suppose. All right. Well, we have some questions for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back later to talk, okay? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, Talk about what? A little bit more about the mask. Uh, it shouldn't be long. Between you and me, you're wasting your time. You said you were insurance or something? Something like that. We never even really finished an appraisal on it. Like, our, our the value of it is maybe a couple thousand dollars or something. You'd be, honestly, you you're probably wasting more time and money on like, I assume like hotel rooms and travel and food. Just being well, here investigating it, than the entire thing's worth. If there are valuable things in the museum and there's a thief that can run around freely without being caught, that means that there's a lot of things at risk here in this museum. Well, sure. But also like the thing that if they could have stolen anything more valuable based on that same logic, and they walked off with just some cruddy generic stone mask, like, between you and me, the occasional kind of frat dare goes wrong and someone tries to sneak in and steal something spooky. They never get to anything important upstairs. Like, down here is lower security in some ways because it's not, you know, processed and it's 
locked in these rooms, but th- there were other more important things down there they could have grabbed. I'm betting like someone dropped it and broke it by accident, just threw it out to avoid getting in trouble or something. Like between you and me, that's what I'd have done with that thing if something like that happened. It's got no real value. Like, yeah, I'm not sure we're making a big deal of it. All right. Well, go ahead and get back to work. Well, we might be back around to talk to you here in a bit. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, knock next time. Um, my girlfriend sometimes slips in here when it gets late like this. We spend uh, some time together. Okay. Kind of like awkwardly says that and like, it's like, uh, uh, we're gonna go now oh uh, young love how uh too much information but good for you uh what's up with what's you okay there bud you got some whatever the hell's going on with your mug uh what are you talking about you got a rash is frostbite you should be a like i don't know man probably should keep some like lotion inside here i mean like lotion lotion not like lotion for you and your girlfriend but like l- dealing with whatever the hell that is Oz is confused for a second like rubs his face um Oh, uh, you know how it is. It's just cold. Neither of us are from cold climates, so like it's like dries your skin out real bad. It looks worse than it is. Kind of itches a little bit of his face. It's not a big deal. Uh, when we have a chance, we'll deal with it or something. Like yeah, it's just, it's just a moisturizer, a nice shower, and we'll both be fine. Like ask anyone who's a, who's a first year student here. It gets so cold here sometimes. Just walking across campus will chap your lips and make them bleed. All right. Well, I mean, does does his rash stand out any more than um, Christina's? Yes. This looks further along. Yeah, it's a little more prevalent, I guess. Maybe not further along, maybe it's got more color to it, so it's not faded into the skin just as much. Can she kind of place what's going on? Is it, like, look like a cold rash, or more like a infection rash? Give me a medicine. 59 or 55 failure. I will give you... It doesn't look like a cold rash. I'm not going to tell you what it looks like, though. Ah, no, nah, you're 55 for medicine. You'd know this. This is like a almost like a friction burn or kind of like a friction rash of some kind. The best yeah. example I could give of maybe what this thing resembles is like you've seen people once or twice like use like duct tape or something to pull up a bad cut and they've had it on for a little bit too long. It looks like what happens when you pull that off almost. Did you put the mask on at any point? Kind of looks at you confused. Why the hell would I do something like that? Just curious. The rash isn't from the cold that's friction rash i hear that looks you kind of confused maybe when i'm wearing my face mask and i walk across campus i'm allergic to it or something but yeah, that's probably it no nothing strange like that give me human int 30 out of 43 success there is something shifty going on right now right look you can be honest with us all right we're really just here to get this process done and help all of you but we can't do that if you're not honest with us that looks you confused I don't know what else I can tell you. I, I can tell that you're hiding something. Sorry, three insurance investigators find me late at night in my lab and ask me a bunch of questions and start talking about my face. That's enough to make anyone comfortable, right? People said that the inside of the mask feels like Velcro, right? Yeah, I guess it felt like that. I didn't work with it much. That was uh, it's much more Christina's thing. If you're asking about weird injuries, I guess, remember, she cut herself on it, too. Like, that's suspicious, right? Like, person cuts themselves on a stone mask. Turns out it's just because we're overworked and extra tired grad students. And we talked to her. Oh, you did already? Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go, I guess. Um, Anything else? Inspectors, investigators, insurance adjusters? Walks out. I uh, follow. I also head outside. Hey, guys, as I kind of close the door, 
I'm being the last one out. I'm just, I don't know if this is kind of me being kind of way too paranoid or if this just seems a little bit like a too much of a what is it, coincidence. The word is coincidence I'm looking for. Christina cut her hand and laid it on the mask. Christina is almost second best. Was there any kind of guilt or harboring feelings of like frustration or jealousy towards Sabrina? Because Sabrina just got cut the fuck up. Do you think those three actions, like her cutting herself and laying it on the mask, and then Sabrina getting cut up, have any kind of correlation? It's possible. Let's check Sabrina's office really fast, and then we will go question them and get eggs to call the police, because now that we know that someone's in their office here, it could be found at any moment, so one of us needs to wait by the door and make sure he doesn't leave. Yeah, I forgot that no one knows about this yet. Do you want me to hear? It's the Sabrina's office is right there. I'll kind of stay watch outside here. You guys are going to be cool with that? Yeah. Like, we're not going to be split up, split up, but close enough. We'll take a look, John. All right. You're in Sabrina's office or Sabrina's lab, I guess, whatever that phrase is for it. Yeah. 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 So it matches the other rooms you've been in so far and kind of look. There's a couple personal effects here. What are you looking for? Anything that looks like it could be related or or just something that just seems out of the ordinary that wouldn't be here. What's your search at? My search is at 53. Yeah, so kind of looking around, it's nothing too out of the ordinary. You're not used to being in these types of labs. The entire place is a little strange to you. But the one thing that stands out based on what you've kind of uncovered so far is her backpacks here. Hmm. Crack it open. Before I do that, can I roll an alertness check? Yeah. All right. 35 out of 67 success. Do I sense anything out of the ordinary so far? Or just a weird feeling? Aside from the fact there's a murdered woman down the hallway from this room by you at 100 feet tops kind of thing. Beyond that, nothing weird that you pick up on in this room. It's it's an archaeology room, which is probably a tad strange. Like there's artifacts laid out there that she's working through and stuff like that. But yeah, nothing leaps out at you as especially odd beyond what would be normal for the situation okay how far is the backpack from where i'm at like basically the distance of like the entry to where the backpack is across the room sitting on a table kind of thing there's nothing intimidating about it just like someone left it there by accident okay well then i will go ahead and uh go grab the backpack and then come back yeah you successfully do that nothing leaps out at you or tries to get at you the backpack kind of feels like it's full of clothing or something maybe some books yeah normal All right. Hmm. Nothing else in the backpack you said then? No, it's just kind of some normal personal effects, maybe like a makeup kit, some like ibuprofen and stuff like that. Like a normal kind of grad student loadout of things. Some pencils, some paper, some notepads, maybe a set of headphones of some kind, change of clothing, a hoodie or two. But yeah, nothing overtly all that strange in the backpack necessarily. Are there any closets in this room? Uh, there's a couple, but... They're kind of like metal facing mesh on the front, so you can kind of see inside. Look, it's just like some lab coats and some like maybe a hazmat suit hanging up or something. Again, nothing kind of from the outside looking through these kind of corrugated panel doors. Nothing seems especially strange. You couldn't hide in them easily either. I don't know what else to look at. I guess we just go start talking to people. I mean, hmm. is there a desk there? Like where she had her backpack is at her desk and all that? Looks like it, yeah. Okay. Uh, any drawers on this desk? A couple. 
you can go through them real quick. There's nothing. Yeah, I guess I'll save you some effort on this one. There's nothing off in this room. It's all kind of normal supplies, normal effects, a couple of pictures of her family and stuff like that. Maybe a couple of books there, maybe a couple. It just it's yeah, it's what you'd expect in someone's kind of personal space that they're working out of in the situation kind of thing. Like probably a couple of cans of like an energy drink of some kind. But again, like nothing incriminating is in this room with you right now. Okay. So I look over at Florence and tell her now. I, I don't see anything here. It's weird. This is just you know, graduate student space. At mm. least that's what I guess it looks like. You're you're a little bit more on the uh, educational side than I am. Uh, yeah, everything's in order. I don't know why something's off. I don't know if he was lying to us, but he he it felt like he was hiding something, Victor. When I asked about the rash, well, obviously we he's got to be full of shit. If you if you get that vibe, I trust your vibe for that. While they're in the room. Am I able to uh, press my ear up against Victor's door and spy on him? Well, so I guess are we kind of done in the room for a second? Because something is about to happen in the hallway. Oh, I mean, okay. I thought I was in the hallway. Something's about to happen in the hallway. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're done with the room. Yeah, so kind of they're talking away inside, out in the hallway, fire starter. You see Christina kind of come sneaking down the hallway some kind of sticking to one side of the hallway, maybe trying to avoid the security cameras as a joke or something. She's not being stealthy by any measure. She kind of, like, she sees you standing in front of Victor's door, looks at you kind of confusedly, and kind of, like, gestures. She's like, um, can I go in there? My boyfriend's waiting for me. Oh, yeah, sorry. I got a little lightheaded, so I took a little break. You're go. You're welcome to pop in. She kind of slips by you into the door. She don't want to cut herself. I kind of step aside but kind of step in the way so that way i can kind of see inside the office and stuff and i kind of give i don't i don't really break eye contact with her i'm a little awkward with this just kind of watching her just kind of close the door and whatnot and you do hear it click when the door's closed all the way Mm -hmm. i text florence and foxtrot christina just walked into victor's office or anything well, I think we're about to hear something. She looked like she was trying to play cute or whatever the heck have you, but I kind of effectively put a rock in that road. Or they're getting up to some secret cult activity. Which is why I'm about to start pressing my ear up against this door and spy on them. Hmm. So I text Firestarter. Did she... Well, I guess this is my question to, to uh, Charlie here. Did she, by any chance, when she was walking around there, walk past the body? No, she came from the opposite end of the hallway. I will say, though, in theory, she could have seen the body, but she didn't. Okay. So she came in from the opposite side of the area. How close is Firestarter to that body? I will say, like, 100, 200 feet. It's down the hallway. You had to come some distance to get here, but, like, in theory, you could see that there's, like, at least a pile of something into the hallway kind of thing. At the same time, though, too... If you're not looking for it, it wouldn't necessarily immediately register as, you know, a dead body, but... Okay, gotcha. So I'm just going to text Firestarter on this one. Did she notice the body at all in the hallway? Or have any reaction to that? How far is um, Sabrina's office from Victor's office? Right next to it. Right next to it. Okay, cool. I walk over and I just kind of open the door and just kind of lean inside of the uh, doorframe. No. Uh, she was just kind of bopping around the hallway, playing cute and trying to avoid the 
security cameras. I don't know if that was a means of her, I don't know, trying to excite her boring sex life or she's legitimately trying to avoid the cameras. Actually, they're on the opposite side of this room. Hold up. Everyone shut up for like a quick second. I want to see if we could hear the other room through the vents. Uh, which room are you trying to listen into, I guess? The one that Victor and Christina are in? Yes, Victor and Christina are in. Kind of, but not really. The HVAC's kind of filling most of that sound up pretty effectively. I will say if you want to press your um, ear up against the door, you could get some sound through. Again, it's not a soundproof door. It's just a normal door at that point. Did you guys, by any chance, find a stethoscope while you were looking around? Sometimes they use that. And I have one. You have one? I do have an emergency medical kit, yeah. You want to play... Uh... My babysitter's dead. She's passed in the stethoscope. Oh, man. I feel like I'm in an 80s movie. All right. I press the stethoscope up against the wall. All right. So we're kind of trying to eavesdrop through the drawer with the stethoscope. Yep. Yeah. So we're not going into graphic detail because there's no need to. But yeah, you hear more or less exactly what I suspect you're expecting at this point. It's a young couple kind of going at it. You do occasionally kind of hear something that seems a tad off, like maybe the sound of like, punch or something or a very hard slap and the dirty talk for this is a bit you would say aggressive in some ways i just turned to florence and foxtrot well if i could blush i would be blushing i have no pearls to clutch but woof. okay those little rashes those little friction burns that they happen to have i kind of figured out what happened <laughs> yeah oof okay um yeah i'm not gonna be that guy anymore and i just undo the stethoscope and even back to Lawrence. Yeah, they be fucking. You got to call eggs now? Firestarter's kind of chuffed, and he's just not even, like, focused right now, just because sure. that was just such a funny thing to him. That's a rare human moment on an operation that's rapidly kind of getting darker and darker. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, you guys want to call in a body while they're fucking? Um, I mean, I want to find out who did this before we call the cops, but I don't think we have a choice. I don't think we do either. We already have two people now who know that They've talked to us around the time that they found the body. So if it makes mention of the fact that we found it, we as an us three or eggs or whoever, then can't be us. We'll be asked for questioning. But hmm. where's the director? We'll tell eggs to call the police. We need to go speak to Saeed right now and we need to go search the professor's office. Gotcha. That's where you're going first. You're going to try and find Saeed first. You're going to go and do the office first. You guys want to do office first? Yeah, let's do the office. Yeah. We'll tell Eggs to come and find the body. No, you kind of think, okay, cool, it's time. Um, do you want me to bring some footage down for you to look at real quick? Because there's nothing on it, but yeah, it's it's what you asked me to do. I can also just scrap it if you want. Destroy it. Can do. Kind of pauses for a sec. I see you got stuck in the uh, Christina Victor thing. Yeah. It happens to all of us eventually. Right. What are you off to next? I can maybe get you some keys of something if you want. Professor's office. All right, cool. Um, might I recommend not being here when the cops show up? Uh, no offense, but how long does it usually take for them to respond? Imposter's like, well, campus security will be here pretty quickly, but the actual police will probably take I don't know fifteen minutes once the kind of campus have their full breakdown. In fact, there's a full-on murder in the building. I'm just saying though, uh, three insurance inspectors show up and suddenly there's a grisly murder. I'm no cop, but that. Seems suspicious to me, and I know you're not the ones behind it. All right. Well, then you might need to buy us more time with Christina and Victor while we're 
searching this office. You got a little bit of time, I think. I would just you probably have an hour stopwatch on you, I guess, at this point, between all things were said and done. I'm assuming they'll like process the scene and take photos and be all gruff about it. I can tell them you left, just maybe don't bug any of the other grad students tonight. You need to specifically say that we left before like you need to to in your story say that we left you walked this hallway there was nothing and then when you walked it again there was a body so we weren't on scene when it happened yeah uh i really hope you enjoyed your dinner down the street by the way yeah thanks told you all about it myself great recommendation yeah no problem yeah so kind of he comes down like uh, here's the keys to the office if you want it if you want it or you can go do whatever you need to kind of thing um guess i'm off to go find a body for a second time enjoy thanks kind of walks off like again muttering to himself about like this isn't what i signed up for etc etc you locate the office pretty easily unlike the other offices you've been in so far this is a real kind of normal faculty office it's not below ground it's part of the museum it's nicer kind of thing it's up in the kind of admin area if you will it's about what you'd expect from some of this background lots of artifacts the big kind of grand desk it's got a nice view out of the front windows type of thing. It's nice. It kind of has that, like, yes, I'm the head of an archaeology department at a prestigious museum type of thing, and I teach and stuff like that. A lot of books, a couple of artifacts here and there type of thing. Nothing seems especially amiss there, at first glance, at least. Yeah, can we search around, see if she's got a mask hidden somewhere in here? Yeah. Other searches are high enough that I'm not going to make a roll for it, but yeah, you kind of look around. There are several masks, but none that match the description you've been given so far, none that are kind of weirdly generic and they're all tagged correctly a couple of them are in cases a couple of them are hanging up on walls nothing seems to be especially out of place what you do find that's a little bit kind of maybe not odd but a little bit maybe unexpected is that there is a stack of invitations there's only a couple left in the stack kind of thing it's like three or four that kind of appear to have been arranged at one point and they appear to be invitations to some type of party at her house or some kind for tonight nope two nights from now who are the people that the invitations are for you can't tell. It's just kind of a general, we're having a housewarming party or kind of like a, it's a general invitation, if you will. I know there's a stack because there's a couple more kind of not folded ones next to it type of thing. Does it look like a very like bog standard invitation? Yeah, again, I Florence would have the most context on this. Like, these are the types of things professors might do. Hell, Florence may have gone to a couple of these things in her time through the various academia she worked her way through, like. They work long hours with professors. They become kind of maybe not friends, but kind of a certain level of family, if you will. They kind of, again, you're not their children necessarily, but they do kind of have a bond with you. You maybe don't drink all the time, but if like something big happens or a birthday happens, maybe you go out and celebrate as a group kind of thing. Like, they're your surrogate family, if you will. You're spending all your time working with them. So they'd be kind of, you bond whether you want to or not, if you will. Is there any evidence of someone having been here recently? Nah. I think this is a wash. We should go talk to Saeed and does her computer just not have a password on it? Just on sleep mode right now, yeah. Just waking it up. Is there anything pops out on there? There's a password you have to go through, but you find on a piece of post-it note kind of stuck under the keyboard. No, nah, nothing super weird. Just kind of various invoices. She's written up some stuff that kind of is explaining the like, yes, this thing's gone missing. No, I don't know what happened to it. Why are we spending this much time trying to find it? It's not important kind of thing. I get it. It's language stolen, but also no great loss, et cetera, et cetera. All right, you guys want to go talk to Sadie? Yeah. So through the big window you were looking at, kind of out, you see cop cars start arriving. Uh, well, we better make it snappy. I'm going to go 
warm up the car, I guess. Like we need to, we, we kind of need to split up now. We can't be in a group. It'll be easier for us to get out and like look nonchalant if we're not in a big group. Might find myself back at that Starbucks, or at least I might find myself. Where was it? We were supposed to head to dinner. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving through the loading dock. Actually, or we all just go through the loading dock now. I don't know if we have time to speak to Saeed. We can speak to Saeed at a later time. Or we can speak to Saeed, like, off campus. The thing is, is if it's any of these people, they would be covered in blood, right? Yes and no. I mean, it's a hundred cuts. It's a hundred cuts, but these people have specialty equipment. I'm pretty sure someone could just throw on whatever the hell protective suit or decontam suit, just toss it at the end of the time. But there would have been bloody footprints. Yeah. Well, I guess we're digging through the trash tomorrow. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, you all kind of covertly make your way out. As we say, I'm kind of fading into the background behind you. You kind of hear more things going on. The, the, a ruckus has begun to kind of form. Again, it's uh, several cop cars at a museum on a college campus. That's reason enough for people to kind of suddenly start taking note of it. But yeah, you make a clean exit. No one's looking for you. They're all very focused on the mysterious murder. Look, we can... Do you want to go stop by the professor's house? Talk to her. We have our address. Party invitation. I mean, we could stop by the professor's house. What happened to the museum director? I'm pretty sure he's probably up in arms around this, too. Um, I'll call him if you want. This is late at night, too. We're talking, like, by now we're, like, close to 1, 2 a.m. in the morning type of thing, potentially. Yeah. She's the head of the department, so she's probably going to be leaving her home to come in. She's going to get a phone call, right? He's probably coming in, which would be a great time to break into her house. Ooh, home invasion. I haven't participated in one of those in a minute. Yeah, it's just hopefully no one's there. And I can't do that. I will get us caught. I'm very clumsy. Look, I, I can call our friendly, see what he can say, or I can call Pine and ask if she wants to advise on what we should be doing. Because we don't really have a lead at this point. I mean, you can call or contact Eggs and tell him to see if he can rouse the professor to show up. Like, we have the museum director as well as the security guard's uh, contact. I'm pretty sure that you're right. If all of a sudden one of your students died on the job as a museum researcher, she'd be a little like, hey, what the hell? And get out of there or get to the museum. Well, she's definitely coming because this was their best student, too. I mean, like, do you want me to call Cornelius? Uh, text him. Um, Lawrence will text Cornelius and tell him to, it just says, call me. All right. And do you want me to call Pine and see what she advises on this? Because we're out of leads, other than breaking into that house, trying to catch Saeed tomorrow. Maybe just wait till tomorrow, then. I know it's not necessarily the pace maybe you want to move at, but occasionally you just have to let things lie for a little bit. It would make more sense to kind of let the day unfold some. The house would definitely be empty then, hypothetically. Saeed will probably be in the building at that point. Like, people will be rattled because police, too. I don't think we can go back to the, the museum because it's going to take a couple of days to process that scene, right? We can. The answer is you definitely could. The reality is there wasn't much at the scene. Like, there's not a lot of evidence to kind of catalog. It's a hallway. There's pictures to be taken. Like, they might be done at some time tomorrow. The reality is they're going to kind of cart the body away. There's not much to process. I guess that's fair, but they're going to be doing interviews all day, too. Yeah. I mean, we can go back tomorrow. There will probably still be police there, and people will recognize us. Well, and I guess I'd also say, like, the body was discovered after you in theory left, so... Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, I guess let's go get a hotel. Every minute we stay in this area just feels super sketch the more we stay around here. I don't think we really have a choice. We just need to let it play out. I know. We just have to be on high alert, which feels like it's part of the job at this point in time. So we're two. We finding a shithole to hole up in or we kind of going for mid class. It's a college town, so there's plenty of holiday inns and stuff like that, too. You can splurge and go for a real nice economy place. If anything, we could always find a double tree. Uh, those cookies are pretty tasty. Huh? Huh? Sure. I'm getting nose. Oh, yep. One yes. Sure. Doesn't matter. I would say for the hell of it, if we're being tracked, why not go somewhere fancy for a change? Our MO is going to economy and off the radar. If this, whoever is tracking us or following us knows our MO, maybe we should shift out of that and actually go somewhere well lit and fancy and public, essentially hide in plain sight. It also lines up with being insurance investigators who do live a higher lifestyle than a Delta Green agent doing that. Yeah. Let's do it. Perfect. We'll find a way to put this on uh, Delta Green's dime somehow. All I know is I am not used to this cold, and if I have to go to a shitty little motel with, like, barely a blanket, I will not be a happy camper. So, yeah, I guess we find a nice hotel. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to hand wave this, too. It's not a big part of this. Yeah, you find a place that's nicer than normal Delta Green accommodations. The idea of actually subverting expectations and doing something nicer to kind of throw off a trail, that's actually not a bad idea in some ways. I like that a lot. But, yeah, no, you find a place. Next morning rolls around. And nothing weird has happened. So what's the plan, I guess? You do have this green box you were told about and you got the address for. You can go back to campus now and get into that. Like, do you want to try and give it a little bit more space, let the cops clear out more at that point? I guess, what are you thinking at this point? So I look at the group and I say, let's hit that green box up. I'm going to eat half of the Continental Breakfast Buffet first, and then I will join you. Yeah, so by Delta Green mornings, you have a relatively leisurely one. You get the you're not sleeping, but you're not like rushing out of there at the crack of dawn. You you feel refreshed. You have your breakfast. You head out. Green box location, as you were told, is located inside a junkyard. You weren't given a lot of instructions on what it was, though, just the, what the junkyard was located at. You kind of roll up, and there's an attendant out front who's just kind of standing in a small kind of little box, just kind of like looking at you come in. Can I help you? Were we expecting to have somebody there? It's just like the guard to a junkyard. Hmm. My car has been acting kind of unnatural, and I was wondering if I could find some parts here to fix it. Unnatural, you say? Um, did that uh cold woman, uh Miss Pine, send you my way? Yes, she did. She called ahead, kind of like gestures behind him. You want to go and uh find uh Mister Frosty's tasty treats? I kind of go down that path down the center, go all the way down to the back, and take a right all the school buses. And at the end of that, there'll be a bunch of like working vehicles, some like armored trucks, you know, that type of stuff. And there'll be a, it's hard to miss, but there'll be a, um, a ice cream truck back there. Can't miss it. Uh, Mr. Frost. Mm. Thank you for your help. Tell Piney I say hello when that retirement has been treated me wonderful. You made it to retirement? Retirement? Kind of like grimaces and holds up his left hand and it's just like it ends at his wrist. Forced retirement. I just nod and say, okay. And, uh, just start heading towards the uh, ice cream truck. Yeah. No, so the instructions were pretty useful. You, you make your way down there, and sure enough, you eventually find 
Mr. Frosty's Tasty Treat. It's a fairly large ice cream truck. Kind of surprising given the, you know, winter happening neighborhood that you find yourself in. But ice cream trucks happen, I suppose. It's an older school style one, bit of a vintage look. It's got one of those big ice cream cones at the top of it that's been just graffiti to hell. But on the base, there is a green triangle. The side of Mr. Frosty's is some immaculate kind of late 80s, kind of early 90s truck art. It's a picture of uh, what you assume is Mr. Frosty. He's uh, a man with an ice cream head just kind of spooning his head off into kids' cones. They kind of run up to get some ice cream. A little bit dark, but at the same time, again, marketing was different back then. It's kind of buried into a pile of um, other stuff. Like It's almost like someone parked this thing and then dumped a bunch of other vehicles around it to kind of lock it in. The only door you can access is the back. Let's uh, crack this baby open, shall we? Uh. Yeah, so you spend a couple of minutes looking around. You eventually find some keys that are kind of stashed in a remnant of uh, Mr. Frosty's that seems to have fallen off some, kind of off to the side. as a lockbox situation. You kind of get that in the key slot, open it up, and yeah, you find yourself in a ice cream truck. So it's not so much a soft server, kind of like you could get machines. It's lots of like big containers that would store stuff. It's very clean inside, like someone spent a lot of time cleaning it up. To your left, when you enter, there is a plaque that says Mr. Frosty's uh, Employee of the Month, and it's got a bunch of dates and names on it, 23 to be precise, the last of which was August 1996. Any notable names? Nah, just names. Start searching around? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the way the screen box is set up is they've converted all of the big freezers, the kind of like long open-the-top freezers into the storage containers for them. So you just start popping them open, and Mostly what's inside this thing is a bunch of cold weather survival gear. Some coats, some kind of overall style stuff. Like it's all designed for colder weather, though. Got some ski goggles, several bottles of Fog Be Gone for the bottles. You do find two backpacks, two hiking backpacks, actually, that are like fully stocked. They got survival blankets and flares and flare guns and water purification tablets and some fire seal starters and some rope and some climbing axes. As you're kind of going through all this stuff, again, I guess this is a cold climate. It makes sense that whoever was here would dump a bunch of stuff like this here. You find a couple strange things amongst this. The first one you find is a cardboard box. with the letters FEMA and big letters on the side. When you pop it open, there's a bunch of kind of blister packs, those kind of like generic pill things full of yellow oval-shaped pills and a note on the top of it saying, Bad Batch causes aquagenic UT. Tissicaria, I think, which is water allergies. Florence would know that. And you also find a 55-pound bag of rock salt that just to kind of been written in Sharpie on it says ghost-proof on it. Ghost-proof. I am taking some of that rock salt. All right. Yeah, so it's kind of duct-taped shut. You open it up, and it's just just rock salt. I mean, I'll, I'll grab some, too. Uh, yeah, same. I put on gloves I touch it. Do we have any, like, well, I guess... Do we have any bags in there that we can also load some stuff in? Your Deltrians, you have some plastic bags. You know the value of plastic bags. Okay, well then, yeah, I'll load up a plastic bag with that rock salt. Yep. I can't believe we stumbled upon such a great asset. If this rock salt is supposed to be ghost-proof, I could load these guys up in some shotgun shells, and I got myself some ghost-proof shells. Yeah, it's either ghost-proof, isn't it? Proof It saves you from ghosts, or it's proof that ghosts exist. Okay, so either we shoot a ghost and it dies, or we shoot a ghost and it becomes even more spooky. Like either way, I, you know what? It's 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 Delta Green. We'll find out. I'm willing to roll the dice. Haunted bullets. Okay, 
Yeah, I should figure out how to make those. It's like, say that, you know, we have a good old fashioned haunted mask over here. This is going to come in handy. Yeah. I think it's like Night of the, the, the Museum. The, the ghost comes to life at night. With Owen Wilson? Yeah. Maybe he's playing the ghost this time around. You watched that movie? Uh, no, but I know that he's in it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it sounds like a horror movie. Firestarter just kind of chuckles at this. Just like a movie Florence's girlfriend would have wanted to have seen, but Florence was like, no, I only see documentaries that are in French. Actually, you know, Florence probably actually did go to the movie, but fell asleep within the first five minutes. That sounds also accurate, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds equally accurate. But yeah, so back to the green box. Yeah, so you're going through and you actually find some weapons while you're there, too. So it's got four large caliber bolt action hunting rifles. Oh, man. One bloody wood axe and one impeccably well-maintained and properly kind of boxed up in a hard plastic case chainsaw. That chainsaw seems a little suspicious. Well, so speaking of suspicious, you kind of work your way through the rest of the truck checking for other supplies. You eventually find a cardboard box on the driver's seat of the truck. And when you open it up, it's a bit strange. It's got a mask that matches the mascot head from outside on the side of the truck. You assume it's a Mr. Frosty mask, and there's an outfit that goes along with it. And across the mask and the apron of the outfit that goes along with it, there's just large splashes of dried blood. Well, um, let's load these guns up. So we're, we're just going to completely gloss over the killer ice cream mascot. I mean, do you really want to... Uh, most of the time when you look deep into green box stuff, you definitely don't like what you find. I know, but like, say that we just take this. And then we just kind of shove it on somebody. Either we can get ourselves a second killer or we can Freddy versus Jason this other mask or this other killer and just kill two birds with one stone. We're not creating another vector. (laughs) We're not creating another vector to deal with a vector. (laughs) But I mean, I I love the idea. Long time ago, I picked up a random cowbell in one of these green boxes and I saw fucking cows for a while. If you want to take roll the dice with the killer freaking ice cream thing mask, whatever, go to town. I'm not touching it. I think we should just load the guns up and get going, to be honest. I mean, also, that blood is from a murder that's probably unsolved and would be bad if it became solved. I mean, true, but like, I don't know. There's just some things that you just kind of, after a while, this job just kind of gets to you. And sometimes you just want to watch an ice cream man kill a mask man i mean nothing's stopping you from taking the costume with you and then not using it take the costume roll the dice we're gonna be driving around with a bloody like murder evidence in the car i mean you can have it in a bag you don't have to wear it lawrence did you not forget the fact that we abducted and killed somebody well yeah but now we're going back to a place that's gonna actively have police presence because someone just got murdered (sighs) you're right I mean, it, you know, like, it, normally I wouldn't care, but somebody just got murdered and now we're taking bloody clothes. <laughs> we're going to drive back there. I don't know. Uh, I Yes, I, sometimes I just am so upset that you were so sensible. Other times, yes, it does save my ass, but God damn it. I'll find my fun somewhere else. I will leave the mask and apron alone. All right. But I am taking this, and I will grab one of the um, high-caliber hunting rifles. Oh, yeah. Let's take all of them. 
Oh, we're taking all I, of them. Uh, Oof. There's four of them. There's only three of you, but fair. Yeah. So as uh, I'm gathering the stuff we agreed to pick up, I just kind of look over at Firestarter and like just be like coward and kind of laugh a little bit. Mm, don't make me regret my decision. <laughs> you know I'm gonna. You know I can, I'm capable of doing dumb stuff. Look, there are four rifles, and Buddy is a fourth person. I thought we weren't trusting anybody else. Well, you know, in the heat of the moment, sometimes you just throw somebody a rifle, you know? We could also throw him a Mr. Frosty mask. No, he's he's kind of nice. He's kind of cool. His nickname is Eggs. Yeah, I mean, I'd be afraid. Just take the mask, Firestarter. You really want the mask. Just take the mask at least. Then. Damn it, Foxtrot. Fine. Yes, yes, you've convinced me. Lauren's in the background just shaking <laughs> her head like, oh, no. I can look over because if not, we're gonna hear about it the whole way back in the car, and I don't want to sit here and listen to you talk about what could have been with the mask. I'm taking the Mr. Frosty mask as well as the apron, and I'm just gonna put it in the. And Charlie, how big is this Mr. Frosty mask? Are we talking about like oversized mascot baseball game not mask? Or are we talking fully that big, but like it at least triples your head size type of thing? Like it's a full <laughs> globe Mr. Frosty head. Cool. Orange just looks between the two of you, puts some earbuds in turns on music really loud and walks out of the green box. All right, so I, I got to clarify. So Agent Firestarter has stepped out of the ice cream truck with the Mr. Frosty uniform. Holding the Mr. Frosty uniform, yes. Not wearing it, though. Give me a pow check. Jesus Fuck. Christ. <laughs> 13% out of 50 success. Let's go! You are momentarily overcome with just a powerful powerful urge to in the cold strip down put on this outfit and mask then go serve some children some ice cream you resist it but you feel it there are children out there that need ice cream right now and god damn it you're gonna serve it to <laughs> doesn't take hold though it's a momentary it passes kind of thing you feel like shoot through your brain though but at the same time though do you feel like if you just put on this outfit right now, you could make employee of the month. Your name could be on that plaque in that ice cream truck. And all that's stopping you right now is you. Why aren't you serving ice cream? No one else is in the middle of winter. You'd have no competition. You'd be a shoe-in. Yeah, you kind of shrug all this off. Sorry, what horrible implications that means now with the blood? Are you telling me that my, my specific urge was to get naked, put on this mask and apron, and serve children ice cream. It was a full costume. You're talking about running around a mask and a apron. You had like a full Mr. Frosty outfit in that box you were going to change into. Oh, you go to jail. I, the implications are <laughs> awful. <laughs> I, I might also say that there's like maybe a picture on the side of the ice cream truck showing Mr. Frosty serving children ice cream. But So... As Florence and Foxtrot are like walking away, I'm still kind of just standing outside of the ice cream truck, just kind of holding these things. Yeah. And I just have like this just aghast and grimaced look on my face. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to catch up with you real quick. I'm going to turn back around. I'm just going to put that back. Florence has her headphones in, so she doesn't hear anything. She just keeps going. Yeah. I just wave my hands and say, all right, before we completely leave the green box remind me what else was in there again charlie uh, a bunch of foul weather gear like uh, lots of winter survival gear some backpacks that are fully supplied up for 
kind of exploration of that, some climbing axes, some rope, some winter survival gear kind of across the board, some camping stuff, bunch of jackets, bunch of kind of cold weather coveralls, some goggles, they're like snow goggles and stuff like that. Right. None of you live somewhere that's cold, so I have to explain this stuff in more detail. Like, I will say yeah. that, like, <laughs> this doll looks dated, like maybe it's like 10 to 20 years old, but it's like big puffy jackets and the coveralls are kind of a one piece thing you can put yourself into, you can zip up, it'll be waterproof. There's some snow pants, there's some kind of heavier kind of snow boots and stuff like that. There's even a couple of snowshoes in there if you want to grab a bunch of that stuff. There's enough mm-hmm. variety of the clothing that you all can kind of outfit yourself correctly to have an outfit, if you will, for the cold. It won't be fashionable, but it'll be functional. When I put back mask and apron, I'm going to pick up the most garishly dated coverall. All right. I'm going to leave with that instead. Yeah. I don't return back. I just keep going back to the car. Close the doors behind me. Catch up with with a group. Yeah. So actually, you don't quite catch up with the group. You as you're kind of walking there, you get a text message, and it's from a number that you used to get more text messages from. It just simply reads, "Heard things got interesting," and it's got to have geo coordinates next to it. Who's this from? He would know this is a text message from Agent Tranche, and that this is most likely a location for a tea bag. One of their kind of specialty supply drops of T-cell specific equipment. <laughs> hey guys, wanna wanna have a second Christmas? Hey, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, get get Florence's attention. I tap Florence's shoulder. Uh, she'll stop and pull an earphone out. I raise up my phone and I give it a wiggle. I've got something fun for us. Uh, I think that our definitions of fun are probably very different. But what do you have? Yeah, I mean, like, I had to put the ice cream head down. You might have seen me on To Catch a Predator, but... What? Agent Tranche has got a little bit of a gift for us. Okay, we're just going to gloss over it. Okay, um, okay. I, I have a blank stare on my face trying to process what I just heard. I'll explain it on the way. Hey, um, you know, I'm just saying that I'm, like, 10 for 10 with telling people not to touch things in green boxes that they probably shouldn't be touching. Just, just want that known. I was willing to roll the dice. I I put the dice back after one roll, and I mm-hmm. had my time. I had my fun. I mm-hmm. realized that fun was not going to be something that was going to be productive, nor good for anybody. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I'll explain what ha- I'll explain why on the way there. But I do happen to have a little tea bag for us. It's really bad that we're going to be going to a school with a a tea bag. I can only imagine that it's bad. We're going to be rolling up to a university in the United States with a lot of guns. It's the United States. It's these kids have probably had active gun training, like, or active shooter training. It'll be okay. Orange just stares at you and with, like, a blank expression says it would be better for us if they didn't. But It's also Michigan, which this is a state that used to give you a shotgun if you opened a savings account with certain banks. Let's go to this other this other drop off. <laughs>